Wagwan Chet. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Real gassy. Ah, good, good. It's going to make for a nice, comfortable recording session. Yes, it will. Glad to be here. Yeah, I bet you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get up to over the weekend? Oh, what did I do? That was an excellent question that I cannot answer off the top. Nothing really, did nothing incredible. Oh, fine. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember how I spent my Saturday. I holed myself in my room and worked. <laughs> oh, what'd you work on? Uh, client work. Oh, yeah. that's boring. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but my internet wasn't working on Friday. I was real pissed about that. Why not? There was just an outage. I think it was due to construction in the area, mm. but there was just an outage and it happened. It started like late last night or the night prior. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm going to bed anyway. When I wake up, it'll be fine. Who cares? So it was not. And Yikes. I, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fucking cool. I, you know, let me re plug in all my shit and you know, whatever. And I check on the website and using my phone. And sure enough, like, yeah, there's an outage. It'll be back by noon. I'm like, noon, whatever. I'll just get some breakfast. I'll just do some drawing or whatever. I, I'll be all right. So uh, 2 o'clock rolls around. And then now it's saying 6 o'clock. And oh, boy. 6 o'clock rolls around. Then it says 8.30. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Ugh, yikes. Yeah, so that meant... I was actually still fairly productive because there was kind of a lot of things I could do without internet. And that was a little bit of an eye opener, but I'm just going to, I'm going to stay asleep <laughs> on that one. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, every time the internet goes out here and it doesn't happen often at all, but I just use my work phone to tether my laptop to uh-huh. the internet and I just use that as long as I want to. That's that's a nice workaround that I do not have the luxury of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to the work phone. Yep. It sucks, too, because what I do, I can't do on my laptop. Like, what I do for work. I can't just bring my laptop to a Starbucks and use their Wi-Fi or something. So, I'm like, yeah, exactly. I literally can't work. <laughs> just take the whole rig to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it on a cart. <laughs> oh shit that'd be pretty good that would be that would be god damn i bet i would not be the first person to do that either no like, i'm sure that has been done near some college campuses or something yeah i'm i'm certain of it yeah anyway chat moving forward onto the show welcome to real nerd hours your favorite slice of life podcast ostensibly about nerd shit on this week's show deadpool 2 yeah, and Chimichanga's is on the docket tonight, baby. Yeah, buddy. And uh, Fahrenheit 451 and some Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize Fahrenheit came out. Yep. And there's good reason for that, chat. Oh. But first, <laughs> first, let's get into Starship Troopers. All right. Now, I don't know how, I don't know how in-depth in the book I got in the last episode that I spoke about it. Not very, as far as I recall. Okay, so what the book is, is specifically kind of like a war journal. Uh, somebody enlists in the military, and they it's just a diary of their career. Mm. 
from start to finish. And the entirety of the book is just somebody slow stroking the military and armed forces (laughs) just for for hours on end i read the first half and listened to the audiobook for the second half because i wanted to finish it before this week's episode Uh and god damn this dude like he's like a world war one vet maybe i think okay or world war two vet one of those two something old something irrelevant they made a bunch (laughs) of games about it who cares yeah exactly exactly they didn't make a game about his space war yeah fucking loser uh, they might have. They, they probably have at some point. <laughs> oh shit! Well, anyway, this this guy, he fought in a lot of fucking wars, and he really, really, really loves the military. And there's like no downside shown to the military, right? <laughs> like he, there are there are instances where people fuck up and they're beaten in a public square. Like they're lashed, they're whipped. All right, in a public all right. square. It's good, it's good. Uh, because capital punishment is. Hold on, is capital punishment strictly related to death? I don't know. I know you can say corporal punishment for anything physical. Corporal punishment. Yeah, let's do that. Corporal punishment was something that he was also quite a big fan of. Uh, several people are whipped and have been whipped in that story. And yeah, I I don't like the book. Mm. I don't like it. <laughs> it's it's very weird having to li- like listen or read that material. I mean, it sounds like a lot of propaganda. Yeah, it is. It's like soft propaganda, though. Okay. It's, he's not saying wholeheartedly, like, rah, rah, f- fucking love the military. You should go enlist right now. But like the way that this dude's experience pans out, where he gets hurt at the very end of the book and throughout his career he's very lucky not to get like murdered <laughs> it, it it seems like he's really only showing you the softer side of it i see not including the um what's it called the basic training shit where apparently it's hard for everybody well yeah is it kind of is (laughs) yes that and in real life where it's just a huge pain in the fucking ass for everyone involved yeah yeah so i don't like the propaganda it's basically the book is basically propaganda Mm -hmm. and if you're pro-military you'll love it if you're if you were part of the military maybe you'll like it i don't know I, i wasn't part of it um but now with the book in mind i like the movie so much more. Oh. The movie satirizes the book. I see. And it's fully worth the satirization. Right. It's okay. It, yeah, it yeah. earned being made fun of. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, yeah. Yep. It's, it was totally worth reading or a reading slash listening to the book. We're going to call it reading for our purposes. <laughs> yeah, this is to- totally worth reading the book in order to frame the movie in a better context. Yeah. Because yeah. it just makes the movie so much more fucking hilarious. And like considering how embedded the the armed forces are in this country, like when you watch like say a football game or a baseball game. Or Pitch Perfect 3. Or Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> 
with the exception of the latter, these both of those like sports companies have signed multi-million dollar contracts to advertise the armed forces to youth. Yeah. So it's kind of just a situation where, huh, that's strange. And then you have like those weird, super jingoistic people where every soldier is a fucking hero yeah. and no soldier's done anything wrong. We, not we, Chris Kyle, not anybody the <laughs> fuck else. When you get a badge, you're going to be put on a uniform. If you have a medal, ooh, yeah, you, you are a saint now. Exactly. That's how a lot of those people feel. I don't understand that. It's really strange. It's it, I I don't understand it. I understand it from a different perspective when you're in the military. I hold some hot takes, probably takes that I'm not willing to share yet. Mm. But essentially, I shared that hot take with somebody who joined the military. And they were just like... You're trained to believe that. So you're, yeah. <laughs> you're you're trained like that's how you have to look at it if you're going overseas to go kill people, and it's not a positive thing to go export American imperialism overseas for whatever whatever reason. Right? right? It's not that's not like a positive thing. So when you go to basic training, what they tell you is that they don't tell you directly that you're a hero, but they certainly allude to it. I'm sure, yes. And they let you know that you're not, what you're doing is the right thing, and you're doing it for your country and the people in the country. I guess I can share my hot take. I don't think anybody who joins the military is a hero, unless if they actually do something that's heroic. Specifically heroic, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't give a, you made the choice to join the military and it's probably for somewhat selfish reasons like most of the people i know who served in the military were doing it either through some form of some sort of like deigned patriotism like oh this is what i should do because it's my country and i need to serve okay fine that's cool if that's (laughs) That's Did your you choice to make. Serve, go work at a rec center. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or because it was the best career move they could have made. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine with both of those. Like, that's your choice to make. You know, we do need to have a military, but I'm also not going to hold you in some sort of high regard just because you served. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last people who were heroes that went into the military was whoever was conscripted. Like those now shout outs to them for being conscripted (laughs) into the military. Oh fuck. That sucks. That really sucks. But either way, I mean, in all honesty, the part of the reason why I believe this is because I've gotten into so many fights with veterans, like over dumb shit. (laughs) And it's just like, dog, every time I've been told I fought for you overseas, I fought for you. I've been like, Oh, I didn't know you single-handedly went out there and shot every single person. I didn't know there were enemies right at the gates of the United States at the borders of Mexico and Canada (laughs) storming the country. And you went out there and single-handedly shot every single one of them. And you flew that drone and you bombed them. I didn't know you fucking did that. And specifically for you and specifically (laughs) for me. So when I, moved your trash cans from in front of your house so i could park and walk to school so i can make it to class and you come out here screaming this shit at me like i didn't expect this exchange so thank you for your fucking service you piece of shit i've gotten into and like the amount of veterans or people who are currently enlisted who try to get in the fights 
yeah. with me yeah. or with other people I've been hanging out I with. I mean, in their defense, a lot of them have emotional issues. Well, I mean, you know, you don't. Well, maybe you do, but maybe you don't develop PTSD from basic training. Oh, well, I mean, you could. You could, you know. And you haven't, they haven't been deployed yet. So they're just sitting on Miramar base, like just fucking around or at Camp Pendleton not doing shit. If we sound especially cynical about the military, there's a lot of military in San Diego. There's like four major bases down here. Yes. So we have a lot of experiences with military personnel. Not all of them positive. Most, and I will say, however, a lot of the interactions with jarheads or the people who have the haircut, the military haircut, pretty standard. Not like overwhelmingly positive, but you can tell when somebody's not from here. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're more polite than the people from (laughs) here. So you just interact with them like normal fucking people. And then. Yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> and then at some point, you have some guy fucking yell, some career shithead yeah. who had been in the army or the navy or whatever for 20 years and just retired, come out and fucking yell at you for moving trash cans. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I should have popped that dude right in his fucking mouth. This 40 year old fuck. I, I, well, anyway, not, not to say that I want to beat up anybody other than this one guy who's <laughs> ever been enlisted. I still remember where the fuck he lives too. Well, he did have to move his trash cans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to say that I want to beat up anybody else who's enlisted. It's just like, it's just a personal choice, dog. Like I, you can't expect me to like, thank you for your choice. I would definitely call it more of a sacrifice if you weren't specifically getting something out of it. Like you get a salary, you get housing, you get food, and you get benefits for the rest of your life. Yes. So it's like, yes, it is a sacrifice. Yes, you are serving your country. Or so they say. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're definitely serving whatever need the government needs you to fill. You're not doing anything for the fucking people of the country. I also just kind of got to say that like, a lot of military folk are real cynical about the government provided that like one of the people I know that was most distrusting of the government was military and was like career <laughs> military and was real distrusting of the Obama administration. Well, go fucking figure. Yeah, I'm like, uh, fucking racist. Hmm. <laughs> you got a bunch of good old boys joining the military that believe Alex Jones is like the one true messiah yeah, or prophet I mean, the, or whatever the, same the fuck guy, they're called. The same guy was uh, questioning about uh, Parkland. I'm like, okay, that's okay. where this is where we. Uh, I'm never speaking to you again. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> Like you see, it's fun. a false flag. Oh, all, the, all these children, all their parents are just are just pretenders. They've been paid by George Soros to make gun industry and gun lobbyists look bad. You see, you, you see it's George Soros and his army of demons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a God-fearing man. Ah! <laughs> I fear God. I love all of the supercuts of... I'm not going to get into anything weird or supernatural, but you see, it's the, the, the ancient demons and the aliens. <laughs> it's the it's the interdimensional child molesters. <laughs> I I saw that I saw that episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I synced it. Oh, good times, good times. 
Yeah. Well, anyway. So that was our review of uh, Star Trip Troopers. Starship yeah. Troopers. And so now you understand why I may be a little bit more cynical about the book than other people would have been. Yes. It, it, it makes sense to you now. <laughs> and moving on to Fahrenheit 451. It was a movie starring, oh, Michael God. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan and Michael something else. From Michael C. Jordan. <laughs> oh, fuck. What was it? What was his name? Michael Shannon. There we go. Yeah. I'm not familiar with this guy. <laughs> Michael Shannon was in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, he okay. played the cop. Okay. The, the super religious cop. So, Fahrenheit 451, it was an adaptation of the book by the same name. It's about dudes who go around, and in order to suppress information, they burn books. They don't want people thinking free. No, no. Can't be having that. No, not at all. Uh, full disclosure, I never read the book. I just did the SparkNotes thing and just developed an opinion based on what I read on SparkNotes. I, I burned the book in a supreme irony. <laughs> and just moved on from there. Never read it. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Uh, Michael B. Jordan plays Montag, uh, which is Monday in German. Yeah. And Michael Shannon plays Captain Beatty. Okay. So, the what? Funny enough, turns out Montag is actually Satan, and <laughs> Beatty, no. Beatty is Devil Man. So, in order to get Beatty possessed, Michael B. Jordan draws him into a home where a woman is reading books. And as as he's like, you know, going through the books, he's like, read this motherfucker, read it. And he opens up the book and he starts reading the words and he gets possessed by devil man. But towards the end of the movie, uh, you know, having having killed all of the human race for reading too many books or whatever, <laughs> having burned all of the books, <laughs> having burned all of the books and the human race, uh, Michael B. Jordan has to kill Captain Beatty. Uh, Michael Shannon, because he's got the same name as him. Yeah, there can only be one. Yeah, and then God resets the earth or whatever. I don't know who God is. All the books. God, God is a giant book, <laughs> and he resets the planet. God is Ray Bradbury. <laughs> creating a seventh moon, or however many times I've done this. But no, the movie sucks. Don't watch it. It's very slow-paced, and... Uh, having, I, so I watched Deadpool first and then I watched 451 ah. and then I, I looking at it, like the cinematography is kind of stale in, in 451, the plot moves a lot more slowly and it's less, a lot less interesting <laughs> of a story and they incorporate new things in it, like likes and smashing 100 or whatever yeah why not if you if you if you want to see this man get his fingertips or his uh, his fingerprints burn the fuck off uh make sure you smash that motherfucking like button <laughs> smash it smash that motherfucking like button oh me and my friend here captain Beatty. uh yeah we found these guys with their books and computers we need to suppress information man so if you want to see what this guy's about to win Smash that motherfucking 100 button. <laughs> Smash that. I know you're watching in the town square. We've got these projected on all sorts of buildings. They're really large. All right. So if we can get 10,100, 10,000, we will tell, tell him what he wins. Tell, tell, tell him what he wins. 
For 10000 he's going to be burned at the stake. Who wants it? Who wants it? He loses his fingerprints and is no longer a citizen. No longer. Oh my God. And I don't think they really even touch on what it entails for, for somebody not to be a citizen anymore. It's just like, give me my fingerprints back, man. This is a bad thing. I want my fingerprints back. Give them back to me. I have no identity without fingerprints. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's a dumb movie. That movie sucked. It was just slow, and there was, like, a really interesting part of it, but uh, it was when the lady sets herself on fire. Yeah. But that was so stupid. It was so stupid what happened. So she's walking through the house, right? They're about to take her out and arrest her. And Shannon is like, ah, you know what? If this lady doesn't want to come along, just leave her. Whatever. And he's like, look here, lady. These books, they're going to go up in smoke along with the house. Do you really want to stay here with that? And she was just like, yeah, bitch, burn me with my books. And then she pops open her robe and she... This is so stupid. She's got books taped to her. Hell yeah. As if they're like bombs. Hell yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> I, was just I like, keep that motherfucking thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. I, I, like it, as if she was about to go to prison, right? And she yeah. needs to stop shivs. <laughs> shit was just taped around, like on the outside of her clothes. Oh my god, that's that's pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. I I didn't like it uh, for a lot of reasons, as as stated. It's slow, it's boring. The cinematography kind of sucks, and like I I just don't recommend it to anybody. Really, yeah, it did not get a good reception, and yeah, I didn't think it would be very good because I wasn't hearing much about it. Yeah, that's correct. That's, you know, that's just kind of how things goes these days. Like, if you're bombarded with information about something, it's probably going to be reasonably popular. Either that, or it's, like, super bad, like Bright was. Yeah, or or even, like, uh, Justice League. Yeah. You know, it it'll get more attention. It'll make its money. It'll get more attention, but if it's legit bad, you'll hear that it's legit bad. Yeah. So... Certainly. If it just kind of flies under the radar, well, it's probably not very good. Yeah. I second that motion. Yeah. And, it, you know, didn't always used to be like that, but yeah, we live in the age of information. Yes, that is correct. Now smash that motherfucking 100 if you want to see me take Chet's fingerprints off so he's no longer a citizen. Uh, uh, I won't be able to buy property anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him over the wall. Throw him over the wall. I don't even know if there's a wall in that movie. Damn. That movie is so bad. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. It's a Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. On the other hand, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was a cool movie. It was fun. Um, the first movie was a little bit more like, I don't know, kind of comparable to like One Punch Man, where it's an action movie with a lot of com. Well, actually, I'd still say it was more of a comedy, but it had good action scenes and quite a bit of it. This one, straight comedy. Like, yeah, there were there were some punches thrown between the jokes, but that movie was straight jokes. Yeah, a lot of really good, a lot of really good standout moments in that movie. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. 
it, this is one of those movies that has a story, but the story doesn't really matter no. at all. No. In the movie, I didn't think I was gonna laugh as much as I did. All right, but it was it was pretty fucking funny, man. There's a lot of referential humor. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna age well, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, and it was funny because I saw it with three people who are like really casual comic book fans, like haven't even seen all the Marvel movies, so I had to explain so many of these jokes. Hmm. <laughs> But uh, no, it was still like they still enjoyed it. It was still fun to them. So clearly, they they did something right. Yeah, that I can laugh at it. They can laugh at it. Everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's what matters. Yeah, it was fast paced. There were a lot of things. I at no point did I stop and question anything in the movie. I didn't stop and say, "Hey, look, that doesn't make any fucking sense." Yeah, I mean the rules are so loose. In the Deadpool movies that it doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah. Like, there there are certain movies and shows that they set their rules early on as being like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. And you just gotta, gotta accept it. It's when movies break their own rules. That's when, when you run into some problems. But Yeah. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> the one thing I'm a little bit upset about is like, him not being able to like meet death in this movie yeah death would have been cool that would have been a cool thing if they threw that in yeah but i feel like they would have to uh they probably would have to clear that with like disney marvel would they i (laughs) mean they put so many people in there i don't think they're ever gonna bring death to like marvel yeah i don't i don't think they will but yeah (laughs) deadpool's a fox movie isn't it yes and so now Fox is owned by Disney? There was talk about that. I don't think that's a completed deal. Okay. Because they, a lot of people have been like craming themselves over the idea of like X Men versus Marvel and then Deadpool going over to Marvel as well. But like because it's Marvel, it's, it can't be like a rated R Marvel movie because that's yeah, under it, their main banner. It wouldn't work the same way. Like, it would be cool to have an X-Men versus Avengers thing. Or even, like, a Spider-Man Deadpool thing. Yeah. But it's not going to work the same way. It's not going to be Avengers plus Deadpool doing Deadpool things. (laughs) No, no. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Deadpool was, like, fighting Thanos? Just in that movie, like, just all the fo- the fourth wall breaking stuff. I don't like at all. I don't mind it. The it's it just gets a little bit grating, and it like feeds into my whole like self awareness does not make you good thing. Yeah, that's and, fair. And it's just like I don't know some of those jokes. I liked the the beyond the fourth wall montage at the end during the credits. Oh, I laughed. Oh, you left immediately? Yeah, I left. Oh, I, I had to piss so bad oh, okay. by the time. <laughs> I got yeah. You. Yeah, there's a... Uh, okay, well, here's a quick spoiler alert. So at the end of the movie, like during the credits, he goes through... Deadpool like gets the, the time-sliding watch thing, goes back in time, and kills off all of the bad roles that Ryan Reynolds has had. 
Oh boy! So he, like he goes to the scene in uh, the the Wolverine movie with the bad Deadpool, uh-huh. kills Ryan Reynolds there. <laughs> yeah, he kills Ryan Reynolds reading a Green Lantern script. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, but, I mean, spoiler alert over. Um, Does he kill Van Wilder? Hell no, that one was great. Uh, boo. <laughs> In the worst sort of ways. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he doesn't touch Van Wilder or Blade 3. Oh. I think that's a licensing thing more than anything. Who owns Blade now? Is it back with Marvel? I have no idea. If they they can't do a PG thirteen Blade, dog, not happening. Not they need happening. to make that shit. They can bring it to Netflix though. Ooh, I'd watch the fuck out of that. Well, they are supposed to be bringing Blade back. I forget what the name of the team is, but it's like going to be a crossover thing, right? That was an April Fool's joke. Ah, yes. Well, we got duped. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> Uh, I had to look it up. And you're reporting fake news for y'all. Yeah, yeah. No, I I had sent out uh, in the show notes of that episode because I looked it up as I was editing it. Oh, okay. I just put it in the show notes that it was an April Fool's joke. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But either way. Yes. <laughs> fun movie. Uh, do you recommend? Yeah, yeah, I recommend. Yeah, I recommend as well. Yeah. I mean... If you liked the first one, you should like the second one. If you hated the first one, don't see the second. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty cut and dry on this one. It's pretty simple. So aside from comic book movies, I, uh, I've been doing some reading. And uh, this, I, I want to give a, a quick state of anime update on some of the things oh that I've been boy. reading. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the first being... Oh, th- just watch out. This is going to be fucking riddled with spoilers, especially in the mangas I'm talking about. So, Hajime no Ippo, Shokugeki no Soma, and My Hero Academia. There's going to be some major spoilers. So, Hajime no Ippo is the first thing. It's, if you're unfamiliar, it's a boxing anime, or in this case, manga, that's about 1,100 chapters long. That's that's a lot of chapters. That's yeah, that's a lot of fucking chapters, dude. Many many chapters. It's been going since the eighties, and Ugh. it's also been like the only series that that artist has worked on. It's like that's just kept him going for his whole fucking career. Oh, it's good for him. Yeah, no, he's done well. Uh, but in recent years, production has slowed down dramatically because of health issues from the artist. Because if you're unfamiliar. There are some serious, grueling working conditions at being a commercial mangaka. So, you know, it kind of wears on you. But that's also kind of left the series at, okay, what happens now? Because we can't have Ippo become the world champion out of nowhere. But we also don't know what to do. Yeah, they just, uh, they made his ass lose. My boy's retired now. Oh, so he never became world champion? He was Japanese champion, and he reached, like, number three in the world, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did well. He was a very respected boxer, but just never quite made it. And so that's the end? It ended? It's probably not done, but he's retired. So, oh god, then they're gonna talk him out of retirement like Rocky. 
and then he's going to tie with the new young buck. And then it's going to turn out that the young buck was Satan the whole time. And Rocky was devil man. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But, yeah, it just kind of feels like it's such a such a letdown of an ending. Like, his return, his last fight seemed so promising. And then it just fell fucking flat. And I think that was partially because, like, the dude has gone full cynicism from his bad health. And it's like, ah, you're not getting a happy ending out of me, you fucks. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it was a good series overall. Had some really cool moments. It, even with 1,100 chapters, it's very easy to read. Like, it goes quickly. So, now that it's probably at an end, if you want to pick it up and you got some time, yeah, go for it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, worth it. Yeah. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> even more worth it. Never even starting. Yeah. Uh, also, what may be coming to an end is Shokugeki no Soma, uh, Food Wars for you non weeaboos That's the one where you cook food and make women's clothes explode. Also men's. I hate anime. Anime is the worst. But it's actually a pretty entertaining series. It works in a similar way to like a sports anime, because it's not about fighting, it's about an activity. So they take cooking way seriously than it should be taken. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Disgusting. Yeah. But it, it was a fun series. Except this last chapter, I'm left kind of scratching my head. Now, there's still room for them to move. Like, they, they can still do a lot with it, but it feels like they want to just end it. Because, long story short... Soma, the main character, is now crowned the best in the school. And if you're the best in the school, you're one of the best in the world. Like, you've got... <laughs> you, you, you've already got your recognition in the gourmet world just by making the first chair, which he just did. And then the main girl rival, as it were, she was just made the headmaster of the school, which makes no goddamn sense to me. But okay. So she... Oh, God. Are these, like, teens? Yeah, they're in high school. (sighs) And she was just made the headmaster of the school. I hate anime. Oh, it's the fucking worst. I hate this shit so much. Are you fucking serious right now? Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay. And and it was was also a strong case of nepotism here, because the... The headmaster at the start of the show is her granddad. The headmaster directly before her is her dad. Did her granddad die? No, he had his his seat usurped by dad. And then dad was like, I'll give it up for my daughter. Dad basically failed his mission, so he's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Keep his daughter from becoming like a top chef or something? Okay, you're gonna have to make me explain this anime ass plot. Fine. <laughs> oh, God, what have Fine. I done? What have I done? So, Totsuki Academy is the top culinary school in the world, definitely in Japan, probably the world. Students come from all over to enroll. Most of them have been there since middle school, and they're all badass chefs. And there are at 
they can get kicked out just on a moment's notice. If you fail a class, you're out of the school. Like, okay, so where where does Guy Fieri fit into all this? Oh, he wouldn't. Actually, he could possibly be a student there if they uh, if they had someone for him. But he's if, if he probably never had the adults? money for it. Well, no, they don't accept adults. But like it, it's a middle school and high school. It's like Pureba Town. <laughs> Welcome to Pureba Town. Main character comes as a transfer student uh, into the high school program, which is mostly unheard of. He's the only person that got accepted because most of the people that can actually keep up with the program had to have been there since middle school. Like, no one's good enough to just come in as a high school student. Of course they're not. I mean, yeah. It's an anime. Anime. But uh, the headmaster was... A very muscular old man who believed in... He believed in Soma. Like, he was actually rejected by Arena, the girl who becomes the fucking headmaster. But he's like, ah, she just playing, you're in. And she's like, yo, what the fuck, Grandpa? Uh, <laughs> nice. Hold on, so a student can reject other students? Oh, she is part of the head student council, the Elite Ten, <sighs> as it were. God. I don't know why. Yeah, this is this is why I hate anime because like why, why, why in so many anime, there the student councils just have so much power. Why? Maybe that's a Japan thing. I don't fucking know. If somebody, somebody, let us know. Is it a cultural thing in Japan? Do student councils in Japan actually make decisions that impact the school instead man. of like deciding what kind of party to have or what yeah. theme prom is going to be? <laughs> Somebody let us know. I fucking hate it. Student cancels don't do shit. It, <laughs> At least not the same out here. in Kageguri, where yeah. the student council like controls the, the school. school. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? No, they literally say the elite ten, which are the top ten chefs in the school, which is also essentially the the student council. They have more power than the headmaster himself. So, long story short, they vote him out. And vote uh, in the new guy. Uh-huh. So that's then, how that's how we got a new headmaster. And the new headmaster was trying to basically make a new world order for the gourmet world. <laughs> <laughs> the supinati. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. It was pretty dumb. Like Basically, his goal was to make gourmet cuisine the only thing available for for like restaurants. So essentially, to to close down anything that wasn't deemed worthy, and you can be cheap and worthy. It wasn't necessarily like a price point thing. It was just like a level of care and a level of excellence that you need to hit. So, like, fast food, out. Most diners, out. Like, But as long as you can fit these prerequisites, you're good. And his goal was to teach everyone who planned on being part of the gourmet world how to do it properly and how to, like, actually reach this goal of his. So, like, it wasn't completely unreasonable what he was trying to do, but it was also very myopic. Of a goal, like he really only believed in what he wanted to do. He was basically Thanos. 
He's just uh, the Thanos so, of the food so world. So if somebody stopped and had a conversation with him, he could have worked out whatever issues he had? More or less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Well... His plans came to an end when the Rebel Alliance, as they came to be called, which was basically all of the main characters, were like, your ideas are stupid and we're going to stop you. And if our food is recognized as being better than your students' food, then go fuck yourself. So the Rebel Alliance went against the Gasnactic Empire. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) oh god yes (laughs) okay okay yeah and of course they won because plot and um yeah so that's the end of that's the end of this arc which has been like has been pretty long but yeah so i'm guessing the story's not over but even so like having him reach the 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 first seat really feels like there's not much left to do for his high school career. Like, okay, yeah, you can do title defenses and have that be a thing, but... But if you haven't established the outside world for that school, have they? They have to a point. Like, throughout Japan, just being a Totsuki student is like, oh, shit, you're a Totsuki student. You're either really hot shit or you're about to get expelled, so... (laughs) We'll see what happens. So my main concern is like when they just start shoehorning in like adult chefs who are better than the high school students. And then like, oh, well, oh, we never knew that these guys were so much better than us. They kind of already have done that. There's a a mini arc where they have to go to actual restaurants and like help out with them. And... It's not just that they have to go to these restaurants and help. It's that they have to leave a lasting impact on the restaurant. So some of them, it's like, oh, well, this restaurant's failing. The food's good, but the restaurant's failing. Fix it, whether it's make the food better or fix it from a business standpoint. Or it's this restaurant is hot shit and you still have to make an impact. Good luck. Uh, So... These students are also like very good business people. That's part of the teachings. On top of being like excellent chefs. Yes. Man, I hate anime. <laughs> That's so stupid. There's one there's one character who's like the eighth seat on the Elite Ten. He's a good chef, but doesn't give a fuck about cooking. He's here for that money. Uh-huh. And all he is is just wheeling and dealing and just making making money. Good. I, I like him as a character. He's also a fucking dickbag, but I also like him as a character. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't be mad. He's. They said he made like $8 million in his first year there. Cause he's, $8 million or $8 million yen? I, I converted it to dollars. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Some shit like that. I could be off on my year. figure. But then why the fuck is he still in high school? <laughs> he's got more money fuck? to make. He's got more connections to I mean, make. I mean, he could just leave school and do it. He probably um, could. Oh, all right. Well, whatever. I hate anime. <laughs> What's the last anime? Uh, the last thing, this is going to be much less spoiler-ridden. Right, talking about My Hero Academia, this season right now in the anime is really good. And it only gets better from here. Like This is my favorite arc 
So if you haven't kept up with this season because you weren't really feeling last one, do it. So is this arc, is this like after they go out into the forest? This is, we're at the end of the forest bit right now. Okay. And then shit's about to go down. And this, and then they return to the city, right? Yeah. And then there's like the shit that pops off in the city. Yes. Okay. So they, in the, damn, they didn't even get to that in the second season? Nope. They, they ended the second season with Stain. Or is that true? Oh, the guy that takes out the dude's uh, brother. brother. And yeah. then he's like, you're the guy who took out my brother. Yeah. And there's, there's, a little bit, there's a little bit after that. Yeah, season three pretty much starts with them going into the forest. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I look forward to watching that then because I haven't seen any of season three yet. All right. Because it's, as I do, I just wait until it's all released so I can go. just watch it at once. I think it's like four or four. Five episodes left in the season. I well, not gonna watch it yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> How many episodes are out so far? I don't know for this season because it's one like episode forty six, something like that. Total? Yes. So the first season I want to say was like twelve episodes. Second season was, was more it, than that. I, yeah, I think season two was a double. Okay. And then this one's probably gonna be a single. Okay. But, well, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you if you're not caught up, check it out. Or wait until they all come out and then check it out. Whatever. Yeah. Have you seen any more of uh, blocks? Megalobox. Yeah. Yep. Still good. And I kind of really want to know what happens in the next one because the last one landed on a cliffhanger. Of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. But they also. They're going to have to bullshit their way out of this one pretty hard because otherwise the series is basically just done. (laughs) (laughs) Unless if somebody was playing 4D chess the entire time. Of course. Uh, You could never have defeated me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, I've really enjoyed Megalobox thus far. I haven't watched like any other season or any other series this season anyway. Okay. Oh, there are only eight episodes out for the season three of My Hero Academia. That sounds right. Well, uh, looks like I'm going to wait. Let's get into questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Follow it. Join us. Join us. Not a whole lot of questions this week. Oh, okay. But, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Coquinnon asks, totally not inspired by your Twitter, D, but what kind of Westworld theme park would you fuck with? It could be any kind of world you want. You're free to get up to whatever debauchery you want without consequences. Don't have to worry about your life ever being in danger. Hint, you're a coward if it doesn't involve Max. Dog, my number one choice is tokusatsu. So it would be like some shit like oh, Super Sentai or Kamen Rider or any or uh, Garo. Any of those fucking Sentai shows. Yeah. It would be some shit like that. That, would that I would get into that in a fucking heartbeat. That would be fun. Yeah. You've got yeah. these cheesy ass villains of like 
oh no, it's a giant hamburger attacking the city. <laughs> I would love that. I would love it. And then my second choice would be probably uh, something dynamic and sci-fi, uh, something like a Cowboy Bebop, where they've got spaceships and yeah. stuff that I can do in space and like cool shit. Whereas like I don't know, normal sci-fi shit, like it couldn't be a Ghost in the Shell world. Because that's boring. Right. It's like, too normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would have to be some ill shit. Some I sh- mean, I would settle for like a uh, like a Total Recall type world. Oh, get your ass to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely do something that's a little more sci-fi-y. Something that's just like way out there. If you could find a way to incorporate high fantasy into that, where it's like, okay, you're humans, but everyone else is elves and dwarves and dragons and shit that would be cool yeah do some fucking high high fantasy some sword and sorcery shit yeah got cast spells dude there's so much shit that they could do in westworld there's they just a lot pick some boring ass shit fucking cowboys like, <laughs> oh you can be a samurai oh, yeah fuck out of here nah nah fuck out of here let's slay some dragons there's in like space a, apparently like a raj world or some shit that's what it's called raj <laughs> world where it's like india i see but it's like who the fuck cares about that why wouldn't you do something more interesting <laughs> such as dragons in space come on guys oh my god they yeah. could they could have done like millions of things but they chose like a three boring ass settings well, i'm sure it's based on a book or based on a movie based on a book Yes. I also think there was an old show of Westworld. Oh, that's even more boring. Yeah. I can't imagine the Westworld purists getting up in arms over, oh, why'd they put dragons in this? (laughs) Dragons never existed in Westworld. (laughs) Nor the Wild West in general. (laughs) I, I think I need to give Westworld another shot as a show. I was watching it and just could not finish it. And part of what ruined that show for me was a simple question that I could not answer. Who was your favorite character? Huh. That's a good question. I didn't make it very far in the series either. Okay. Mainly because the the way that the plot is structured as it turns out is like it's doing time jumps between stuff. And I fucking hate that. Yeah, it's apparent. Like... The, the more you get into it, it's harder to follow. Yeah. And then, yeah. But once once I was made painfully aware that I didn't actually like any of the characters, nor did I care about them, I just couldn't continue. Like, I, I tried watching a couple more episodes after that, and I was like, mm, don't like any of you. Yeah. And yep. that was it. <laughs> I had to drop it. I like, uh, oh, I can't even remember that actor's name. Uh, fuck it, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I, but it's because I like him as an actor. Sure. Not, it, not enough to remember his name. Was though. it Black Guy with Glasses? Was it Liam McPoyle? Was it the mysterious old bad guy? So, I don't, here's spoilers for the first season. Uh, there's a guy. Malcolm McDowell. The guy who it's the guy who turns out to be the man in black. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name either. Yeah. As an actor, yeah, 
But, I don't know. but his character was cool. He just doesn't have enough screen time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his name. So Jeffrey Wright is the guy with the glasses. Oh, okay. Uh, and Jimmy Simpson is the guy who turns out to be Ed Harris or turns out to be the man in black. Okay. I understand why I didn't remember any of their names. Yeah. So his name, Jimmy Simpson's name is just William. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I don't, I, I super don't care for stories that jump around in time and then like try to like fool the audience. I guess it becomes apparent some, at some point down the road. Mm. I just don't remember at what point it becomes apparent and I stopped liking it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was Liam McPoyle. (laughs) Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy. Oh, oh. From Always Sunny. And because his character is so fucking gross and <laughs> always sunny, anytime I see him somewhere else, I'm just like, mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Don't you just love it when an actor is completely tainted forever? <laughs> yes. Damn. Yep. Kind of like Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, they look alike. Yeah, but it's also Frodo and Harry Potter forever. Yeah, yeah. They're never getting true. away from that. <laughs> it's very true. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, Do you think there'd be as many red-pilled dudes if it wasn't for the broad scope of the internet and social media that has expanded over the last 10 years or so? Back in my dating days, I was using Yahoo Chat, ICQ, and AIM to set up real-life meetups with chicks and going to forums to read about and discuss movies. I can't even begin to imagine how shit would have gone. I can't even begin to imagine how shit would have gone down if we had social media when I was in school or college. I'm sure that has a lot to do with how people are perceived nowadays. Well, the thing is... So the question I can answer in two ways, right? Like, one... I think there would be just as many of them, but they would be more dislocated. Yeah. They would be, rather than on Reddit or on Twitter or whatever, they would still exist in these Yahoo chat rooms, except they would have a website called, uh, like, Super Red Pill 64 or whatever. Sure. And they would just all congregate on those sites rather than just on Reddit or whatever. Yeah, and even even without the internet at all. There would probably be some magazine or newsletter for people who felt this type of way. Because this is nothing new. No. Like, these types of feelings and feeling isolated from society on the whole and not being able to get laid. Like, that's nothing new. So, they would find some means of congregating either physically or via letters they would find some way of doing that. Yeah, especially especially if there was like a lonely dude in a video store who just stood there all day by himself. Yeah. <laughs> he could just distribute newsletters. Yeah. You got nothing better to do with your time. Nothing Don't have any friends or, or a wife. But nothing. yeah, I, I think the, the overall number probably would be a little bit lower just because there's... I'm sure some influence of how easily this information is accessed. Like it would be 
harder to get a hold of if we were still dealing with, you know, physical media and actually having to meet up in person. But it wouldn't be a substantial amount less. Like, you know, if there's 10,000 red pill dudes now, it would have been an 8,000 red pill dudes then. So, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, people find a way yeah. to find each other. Yeah. You make it happen. Yeah. Exactly. This weekend is Fanime. I'll be making an appearance there. I'll be, I'll be up. So if you find yourself in San Jose this weekend, come say hi. Just let me know where you'll be. Yeah, tweet at him. Yeah. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, come meet. Yeah. Let's party. Small Real Nerd Hours meet. <laughs> uh, featuring Chet and the one person who lives in San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that that's really it <laughs> okay well thanks everybody for asking questions this week all two of you uh thanks for listening to this week's edition of real nerd hours i've been denzel i've been chet you can follow the show on twitter at x real nerd hours you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet on twitter at bushido brown sd excellent you can join us on the subreddit and ask questions there <laughs> at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast you can join the group at facebook.com slash groups slash real nerd hours podcast and uh you can support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours yeah thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next thursday y'all have a good night